around because of foreign wars we wage. More to do with the colors blue and red. You said you lost too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free. of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, uh, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I am your ever-so-humble host, Tim Tap, committee live from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and uh, trying to get my guest of the hour connected uh, as we speak, uh, trying to do the old Skype thing, and I still had a ton of issues trying to get my audio to connect to BTR today, which is part of the reason why I am moving away from this platform as soon as I can get everything working better on the other. Uh, I've got to be able to take guests because, dadgummit, while I can sit and talk for hours, I know you guys get tired of hearing me talk and talk and talk for hours. So it's nice to have somebody like my guest who's on the line with me right now, a great patriot, the purveyor of the Edwards Notebooks, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, patriot and Proud to say, my friend, Mr. Ron Edwards. Ron, how are you this evening? Doing very well, and uh, glad to be back uh, with you. See, you're back in the saddle. That's always a good thing. Uh, another truth teller uh, back in, uh, you know, firing at those uh, uh, those truth missiles, at the, the lies, and the bull capital S with a hit that the left keeps uh, spewing out. So it's great. Glad to, I'm glad to see you that you're back, sir, and uh, glad to be uh, with you. All right, and, and thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I, it has just been one thing after another since about the 4th. I was literally 
completely knocked off the internet for two weeks. Uh, I, my service provider was unable to get somebody to come out and get it working. It interfered with all my other uh, tech while I was trying to do it. Uh, I was scrambling to try to find another location to try to broadcast from, and uh, every time I thought I had a place I could go, something would come up. or like, oh, no, you couldn't do that. And then I had a family emergency uh, this past Sunday uh, when uh, you had been kind enough to invite me on your show, and I was all set to go, and then all of a sudden, ah. Uh, so I want to apologize for having to, to miss out on that uh, when that happened. But it has been insane, and the most insane thing, however, is what we're watching in D.C., sir. So let me start out uh, now that we've put all that nastiness behind us and move on to the real nastiness that we're having to deal with. Can you, can you tell me, Rodney, can you help me out? Because I haven't found it yet. I know it has to be there. Where on earth in the Constitution does it say that uh, Congress has the right to impeach a private citizen? Uh, wait a minute. Okay, article. Okay, not there. Uh, nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I haven't been able to find it. You know, that's the other part. We haven't had a chance to have our conversations, and we've got a little catching up to do before we get to such great topics like Texas apparently moving forward with their efforts to move towards a Texit. I uh, would love to get your take on that, but before we do, we've really got to talk about this insanity. Uh, a lot of great stuff around where Trump is at right now in so much as officially uh, opening the office of the former president. Uh, uh, good news in Sarah uh, Huckabee uh, Sanders running for governor of Arkansas. Uh, I would love just to watch her debate as much as anything else, but we've really got to start at the insanity. Uh, is this possibly anything more in their effort to continue to move forward with an impeachment, uh, their, their desire to try to do that. Was that anything more than political theater, or do they honestly think they could make that stick and that would keep Trump from ever running again, or is it a combination of the two? They've gotten away with so much bull capital S with the hit over the years that they thought and they still think that they can do anything, uh, considering the fact that they uh, stole – they were allowed <clears throat> I'll put it to you this way they were allowed to get away with literally stealing an election because anyone who knows if you if you, even if you only know one third of the facts concerning the entire situation um, with the election, you know and would come to the logical conclusion that uh, our side won that election by a large margin by a very large margin, and for some reason which I'll try to explain, they were allowed to get away with it. Big heap of problem. I have twisted and turned, prayed, asked God to give me answers. I have asked uh, some people that are smart, a lot smarter than I am as well, hey, what's going on? We know that they committed a crime concerning the election. We know that Blob Barr did not do his job. We know that the judicial system is totally corrupt. I was naive in thinking that there, because he did win, that that would that truth would come out in the open in the long run. It, actually, the truth came out in the open, but it was like they cheated in front of all seven billion people uh, uh, around planet Earth, and they were allowed to get away with it. 
Now, to keep myself from going insane and pretending like I'm John Wilkes Booth or something, I have um, come to the conclusion that for some reason that is far above my ability to understand, all this was allowed to happen, and the things that they're going to be doing in the coming weeks are going to allow all the Americans see just how evil the swamp is. And that the American people, beyond just us conservative Christian patriots, are going to become very, very vocalized against what is going on and what has been allowed to go on and come to fruition. That's what I <clears throat> tell myself to keep myself from, like I said, pretending that I'm John Wilkes Booth. So, um, because our side was robbed. It, we did not lose the election. Not by a long shot. We didn't just barely win. Trump won by a large margin. You don't win Ohio, okay? If you're a Republican, by the way, you don't win Ohio, especially by the large margin that uh, Trump won and lose a presidential election. You have to go all the way back. I think there was one in the 20th century. His name was uh, Ali Obama. I think he won one of his two terms. He, he won Ohio. I think. I could be wrong, but I think so. Um, <clears throat> and another president. I mean, a total of two or three presidents who won the presidency without winning Ohio. I'm talking about Republicans. And Ali Obama, you know, I shouldn't have even thrown that example in there. That was a, that was a poor example. But um, you have to go back a ways to see a Republican that um, did not win the White House, but they won Ohio. Right. And now Florida, the way he won Florida, the way he won Texas, and all these other states, major states that he was ahead in. And then all of a sudden, in the dark of night, when they told everyone to leave, all of a sudden, things fired up, fired back up, and they, they put the totals in their favor. And remember all those ballots that were, that were shipped in from New York to Pennsylvania and added to the Pennsylvania totals? That right there should have been enough. If we had a, a, a decent judicial system, that should have been enough right there to disqualify the election if they didn't want to give it to Trump. Right. But I have an idea, Tim. I have an idea. Mm -hmm. This morning I got up infuriated, so infuriated, uh, because every day I've been waking up very angry about the election process. I was so angry <clears throat> when I got up, as they would ask uh, Johnny Carson, how angry were you? I was so angry, my wife said, come here and let's take communion. And we took communion and I settled down. Yeah. I was so angry I had to ask forgiveness for the things that I was just thinking so I came up with an idea, starting with the 22 um, midterms. Okay, you bastardized Democrats, you want to cheat? Go ahead. But let us have – we should have separate voting stations. If you're a conservative, you go to this address. If you're a liberal, if you're a leftist pig, you go to this, this other address. 
They are counted separately. Therefore, since the Democrats won't know what the Republican totals are, they will only be totaling up theirs. Same thing, vice versa. The Republicans won't be knowing what the, the Democrats are totaling up. They will have their totals. Who has, whoever has the most, they're the winner. Now, we'd have to check our side because you know our side, <clears throat> unlike the, the, the leftists, the leftists are more loyal to their side. Our side has people like Romney, those types that are backstabbers. So you'd have to clear those out. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, the, the, I know it's a crazy idea, Tim. I know it's a crazy idea. Okay, you don't, you, before you, you tell me, that's kind of stupid. But can you think of a better idea considering the situation since they're allowed to cheat? I mean, as if they had permission? Well, you know, actually, I don't mind uh, having some way to make the counting a, a blind system or a double blind system so that you're just counting and the other folks that are counting for the. I, I like the idea of trying to get to that point. Uh, my only concern there is you would have to manage to keep people far enough away from the polling place that there wouldn't be somebody uh, on the uh, the uh, side of the bad guys running a little clicker and calling back over. Okay, you need to you need to add ten more because <laughs> it wouldn't take them long at all to figure out new ways to cheat. That is something they excel at. <laughs> that's that's my only drawback with that, but. I, I, I do completely understand the need to have to turn back to faith and turn to God to try to move past some of the anger because, uh, like you said, just some of the things that were so clear that it should have been enough to just uh, toss out some of the electors at the electoral uh, officiation at the, uh, the um, joint session of Congress. But – I will go you one better. You don't even have to look so much at the places where there was obvious cheating that everybody's still denying. Mm -hmm. The obvious cheating that every time you or I mention it out loud and say it directly, we get booted off uh, social media platforms. If you just look at the simple fact that Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia – all violated their state voting rights and did mm -hmm. not get in compliance with the U.S. Constitution, every one of those states should have been a simple matter of the objection, and there shouldn't have been the need for much of a debate because both sides at the federal level should have taken one look at the fact that they didn't vote in accordance, in accordance with the Constitution, and those states need an opportunity to remedy that situation. And then if you happen to be a Democrat uh, in one of those states and you're mad because uh, you end up not getting your votes counted the way you wanted them to, then you take it up with the local officials that pulled the shenanigans. It's not the federal level. The Constitution is clear on this issue, Ron. There should have been no debate. The problem there is the same problem we have at the federal level, and that is the longer these people are allowed to get away with these types of actions, the worse they get, the more emboldened they become, and the less they feel beholden to anyone. They have the power, and we're just the little peons. They own all the money. We should just be happy. They let us keep any of it, and they're in charge, not the sovereign citizens of this country. That's where 
things need to change. The, the script has to flip there, and that happens through truth tellers and through people of faith and people of goodwill who still believe in the values and principles of the Constitution. That's where we have to push moving forward. That's true, but we also have to um, remember during the campaign when Joe Biden snapped at a Michigan factory worker and said, I don't work for you. Yeah, well, there's a reason why he said that. Actually, he's telling the truth. Yeah. Because uh, Washington, D.C. Is, 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 is part of what's called a corporation system, which has nothing to do with running the sovereignty of the United States or protecting the sovereignty of the United States. Washington, D.C. is more under the authority of the Vatican and the British crown than the American people in the Constitution. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to, to look into it and see if I'm telling the truth or not. And see, these people understand that. So that's why Nancy, Nasty Pelosi not long ago told Benjamin Netanyahu, F the American people, I'm on your side. What the issue was they were concerning, you know, talking about, I do not know. But I do know she made that statement. These people are not governing <clears throat> with us in mind at all. It's except to harm us and to uh, further whittle away our unalienable rights and our ability to take care of ourselves freely, unencumbered by people or things like them. Right. So we see we, we we have to learn more about our country. The more I learn, the more I understand that I don't know or didn't know. And I've been learning some truths about you can go to the year 1871 or you can go to a lot of the things that came out of 1913, uh, I think 1813. There, and and these, these, these landmark years throughout our history and things that were done. That's why I was always wondering, because I was always under the, under the impression for a long time that things really started spiraling out of control in 1913. Well, if that were true, why did those same people, why did that same ilk, rather, kill McKinley, which was long before 1913? Well, it's the same people that later formulated the Federal Reserve System, the Corporation Limit System. If you've, if you've ever driven into certain cities, you'll see those signs, Corporation Limit. Right. And, see, we've been far removed from a true constitutionally limited nation. It's been there in, in word only. That's why. And then you've had good people like Kennedy and Reagan uh, and a few others who tried their best. And the latest was Donald Trump to wrestle us away from the, 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 the globalist oriented tentacles. And, that is the real reason why Donald Trump had so much hatred, because unlike Reagan and Kennedy, he actually did a lot more damage to things that were helping to fuel them financially, such as the huge pedophilia ring worldwide, such as the mammoth human overall human trafficking business and the opioid crisis 
and the open borders uh, situation where there is a reason why it goes beyond, oh, everyone needs help. No, it's designed to destroy our country. That's why immediately, almost immediately, um, Uncle Joe opened the borders again, stopped the, the, the wall. And don't want to talk about it too much openly because, you know, before they say, well, let's start tearing down what's there. Right. Hopefully they at least just leave it alone and don't think about it because they, they're celebrating over the fact that, uh, you know, that you can come in everywhere else, that it's left there. So when we get another patriot back in, they can continue, you know, re, you know continue that wall again. So this this is a lot bigger. And I saw that. <clears throat> You know some elements of that when we were in D.C. the last time, and I'll be honest with you, Tim. Um, you're probably only the third person I've said what I'm going to tell you now. We're, we need to move the capital. We need to move the capital and say screw you to the population that is there now, because Mayor Bowser and those people they hate America. The population of D.C. hates America the United States, and they're all about destruction. And if we don't move it, we need to move it back to Philadelphia. That's where it's supposed to be. But they were persuaded to move it from Philadelphia to Washington, D.C. That's that's the reason why it was called District of Columbia. Look up the meaning of the word Columbia. It is not – it's a nice-sounding word, but it has – negative meanings that go against what our nation should be about. Right. And when you and so it it could just go on and on and on and see some of this stuff. Yes, I've known for a long time, I'll be honest with you, but I really thought and you know, I I, I can't backtrack now. I really thought that we were going to get over the hump this time with Donald Trump. I said, man, we're almost there. We're going to get We're going to get it. We're going to get it. But I still think, I know you're probably going to think, boy, boy, he must have lost a few screws here, but I really think that something's going to happen, that it, they're going to undermine themselves. Because one thing that we have that they did not have in Russia with the Bolsheviks or with the Maoists in China we're not disarmed yet. And there's millions and millions and millions of Americans that still believe in, in, in God in this country right. and want a real constitutionally limited way of life. And um, I think they're going to fall, end up falling on their own sword. I really do. Well, I, I tend to agree with you. I don't see how that outcome, especially if they keep pushing at the breakneck speed that they're trying to, uh, with their efforts to rule via executive fiat. Which you know, I, I find it absolutely hilarious that Joe Biden himself, not that long ago, was out there saying that you have to use the legislature. Uh, we have to do this. We can't just do that. Although he uses the misnomer that we have a democracy, so we need consensus. Obviously, we don't have a democracy. And uh, you are right in so much as the government set up currently, it's not a true republic. It's not that representative republic that it was originally established by the founders and the framers. Uh, we have moved to the corporation. We've had multiple guests in the past come on it and talk about that, and, and it doesn't take that long to go in and look at it. 
uh, and you can research it. You can find it out on your own. Uh, so, again, that's your uh, – all you fine listeners out there, that's your homework assignment. If you don't believe us, uh, don't believe us, but don't just accept what you're being told by anybody else. Go look at it. Uh, so that is absolutely 100% correct. Uh, I tend to keep talking about the republic and how she was established because that to me was the pinnacle uh, and what God had intended for the American people to have. Uh, there is no question. That is how a moral people are able to maintain liberty. Liberty is lost in literally every other form of government, and it's at risk in a true republic as far as that's concerned too. But uh, there is a lot of uh, truth in what you're saying. I, I don't know that moving the capital uh, really helps. I, I think moving the hearts of the people we're sending to represent us makes the real difference here because you are absolutely right. These people that are going there, they don't have our interest in mind. But uh, when you take a long, hard look at moving forward and seeing how these people are moving at breakneck, we saw – in this past election, even with the numbers uh, that were allowed to be seen, Donald Trump brought more people to the table from uh, from minority groups who had been in lockstep with the Democratic Party for decades, if not over a century, because he was helping the actual day-to-day -day lives. He showed improvement, and most importantly, he showed people that it is entirely possible to be self-sufficient. You can be self-reliant. That doesn't go away, and I love the fact that Donald Trump has made his intentions clear. He continues to stay in the fight. He is not going to go away. Um, sliding onto that as a transitional point, though, obviously the Democrats have learned one lesson in uh, trying to go slow uh, under the uh, Barack Hussein Ali <laughs> Alu Akbar Obama years, that if you only push one thing in those first two years, you may not have control of the Congress after that. So they're going at breakneck speed through these executive fiats. Uh, clearly, that's part of the rationale. Uh, the other part is I think clearly uh, Operation uh, Pee Pads and Knee Pads, which is my cute little nickname for the Biden administration. Uh, I'll let you decide who needs the pee pads and who needs the knee pads. That's uh, uh, up to your interpretation. I, I don't think I have to explain it. But under Operation Pee Pads and Knee Pads, I, I think that we're going to see them push so hard so fast. If they get carried away to the point, though, where they do decide they want to try to disarm America, that will be uh, a tipping point that there's no coming back from. So I, I think you're absolutely right. More people continue to be woke up to the reality of what being woke and virtue signaling really means. And uh, as we look at those things, I really want to get your take on some of these executive orders that have been pushed through and uh, which, which ones you think uh, are actually – uh, the most egregious, because that's probably going to be a hard thing to decide on at this point. He's certainly setting new records for writing executive orders. Well, there's no need to decide on which ones are the most egregious. They are all equally egregious because they all are equally damaging uh, to our republic in their own <clears throat> respective ways, and that is the mission of the Biden administration. And so um, – the thing is that we have to do is, as best we can, 
battle against this these 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 things will, before they start raising taxes and and all that kind of craziness save your money folks buy some silver um if you can buy some gold invest in a little land or do something right now because it's going to get better but before it does they may be allowed enough time to do some damage and um so just be be prepared um it may go we may have a, a an economic tumble equal to what happened under the Ali Obama administration um or just just you know something equal to that was just oh and we're there now because of the uh, corona china virus uh, scam scamdemic and so that's what i i think we need to do right now and we need to um as conservative uh, Christian patriots, we need to start focusing on local issues. One of the other reasons why the Democrats and the leftists have so much control, especially during election cycles, is because they make sure that they have majorities in in many states. So guess who gets to count the votes? Now, in places like Michigan, Michigan, where you had a legislative majority, which is Republican, um, see, that's a bad situation, too, because a lot of Republicans are punks. They're weak and droopy daffodils. They're ankle grabbers and allow themselves to get screwed and thus screw the republic. And so we have to watch ourselves even when we vote for Republicans. But we have to figure it out and get control of the local um, positions. Because then that's how you build up, and you have to get these positions filled with conservatives. And then you build up from there. I mean, it's wonderful. Sarah Huckabee is running for governor of Arkansas. Many claps for her. And that's a wonderful, a wonderful, as um, a famous musician would say. Lawrence Welk, I think it was his name. But we've got to start. All politics is local. We have to strategize. Um, This is a war. This is a chess game. We have to act like it. We cannot just focus on the national and the high state uh, positions because it's not about that. And uh, that's where we've – I mean we have the majority of governors. We have the majority of state legislators, legislatures rather. In that case, some of the governors were punks, were ankle grabbers. The governor of uh, Georgia, you know, Chinese concubine. The governor of Arizona, another concubine. So you have to, you, you, we have to be wise. I mean, here in Michigan, state legislature run by Republicans, but uh, you couldn't tell it. You could not tell it by the way uh, things are, are have been dictated. They should have been able to blunt or stunt uh, Witchmer in her effort to just corral us. I mean, it's a wonder she didn't turn into a giant spider. And web us all in our, into our homes and just, you know, just smother us in a giant web and you can't go anywhere. But that's, that's what she tried to do. Yeah. I have it on good authority. She did try to cast a spell to make that happen, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but so it, it's a lot we have to do, but we're capable of doing it if we're willing to go ahead and do the work. And, um, and folks like yourself continue with the drumbeat of truth. And get on Mojo or somewhere else that works. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be good. 
<laughs> I, I love when it works. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, it is important, and we do have to work hard to continue to have our reach, and it's good to have multiple platforms uh, to speak from. Uh, the greatest aspect of America, her greatest strength, has never been uh, the government. Uh, the government is almost – it's, it's an obstacle a majority of the time. It's a tool you use to do minimal things. Uh, it's always been uh, the diversity of thought of the people, not diversity uh, for the sake of, hey, I look different, but diversity of thought and the willingness to uh, respectfully disagree with one another. Uh, we have seen such a reversal from where people are. You know, we, we recently uh, had a recognition of Martin Luther King uh, Jr. with the MLK Day. And it, it continues to strike me that today uh, MLK would have been canceled by the leftist efforts, that his message, so many of the things that he said over time would have made him problematic at best, uh, which it, it's just mind-boggling that the idea for a long time was about being included in things to the point that people really could uh, be colorblind, uh, so to speak, you know, not literally, but on that emotional level that uh, we were judging each other based on how we uh, dealt with one another, and that you know you could have a disagreement and it would be okay. It wasn't the end of uh, your relationship, whether it was a friendship or if you were family or what have you. Things have gotten so bad. It's really hard to just have an honest conversation, and we see the big tech trying to silence everybody, and we're watching all these efforts to try and squash everything that we do. It just makes it that much more important for us to rally together and make sure that our message is out there, even – even, sir, if you and I are traveling to a mutual location and we invest in a couple of megaphones and we just get rowdy till the cops show up and take us away, that's the kind of things we've got to be doing. So you're yeah. you're dead on. You are dead on. Uh, got to get local. Got to get down in that muck and start pulling some good folks out. And we got to make it to where we can start getting good people back in office. Uh, I can deal with an actual classical liberal. Yeah, we, like a Dershowitz. Yeah, we just disagree about what the role of government should be. How big should the government be? But if you're willing to stand up and say, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily like what you just said there, buddy, but uh, I'm going to stand this line with you uh, if somebody tries to keep you from saying it. Uh, those are the kind of folks that really exemplify uh, who we need to be aligned with. You know, we you're you're right, you're absolutely right when you talk about how we need to be careful. Uh, we cannot just look at the uh, letter that somebody's trying to put at the end of their name and expect that to be the solution. Uh, we have seen way too many milk toast Republicans, too many squishy spined Republicans, too many rhinos, and uh, the lot goes on and on. And uh, we've we've really just got to get serious about what's going on at home, but. My concern about these executive orders, trying to circle back around to the beginning of this part of the conversation, though, is it does show what the priorities of the leftists who now currently believe they have control of our government, 
It shows what their priorities are, and it's a terrifying vision of the future. And I know just by saying that, there's going to be some leftists that's going to hear that, and they're going to say, see, he's a bigot. He's so afraid <laughs> of all these things. It's like I'm not afraid of you wanting to put a transgender person in an emissarial role. I'm not afraid of you choosing somebody just because they check off some magical to-do woke checklist. I'm afraid that in doing so, you're going to put somebody in a position that matters, and it's going to cause such severe damage to this country and hurt American people so badly, it will take decades to repair. That's my fear. That's what's terrifying. What say you, sir? Uh, I do say that you're a thousand percent correct, but I'll go you on a little bit further, just a little bit. Okay. The reason why they're doing that, that's why they're, you know, he's he wants to tranny up the uh, the military again. Yeah. It's not about equal rights and all that stuff because they, everyone has equal rights everyone if you're alive um the thing is it's about undermining our military undermine because the uh, an army a military is for two things break things and kill people beat the beat and three if you don't kill them all you beat them until they stop you beat your enemy until they till they stop fighting back. Then you then you round them up. They don't want our military to be that strong anymore. That's what Ali Obama did. We just don't realize. Well, I I did learn how weak we actually were under Ali Obama. We could have been successfully invaded by uh, China and Russia and North Korea. We could have been, and, we, and it's a great possibility that we would have been defeated. And, and let me let me intervene right, real sure. quick right there, sir, because the point you just made is we were probably a lot closer to being invaded by China than we realized because it wasn't until recently we found out that Canada under Trudeau has been doing joint military operations yeah. with the Beijing Red Frickin' Army. So anyway, I, I just wanted to interject there. Go, go ahead with your point. You're right, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's uh, in fact I was eventually going to get there, but you're right. I, I'm I'm glad you brought it up. And so we have an individual that's allowed in the White House. I, I still can't – I understand why he's there because Americans – before I get back to the main point, Lord, I, I hate to say this, but Americans need to understand how bad things can be. And I thought – see, I, I'm – you know – Despite all that I know and all that I've seen and all that I've witnessed, sometimes my desire for goodness overtakes my common sense. And I thought that Ali Obama administration was the administration that was bad enough to wake America up permanently. I really did. I thought, you know what, because before he was elected, I used to tell people. Um, the, if that happens, he will be the administration that would be like a slap across the face of America and would wake her up. And yes, Trump was very popular, did, did many wonderful things despite no help. Okay, very little help 
from his so-called friends in the in the, in the R party. Um, but he got a lot done, which lets me know that not enough Americans were still awake because if they were, they would have put the fear of God in their representatives, and they would have done a better job in helping this president. Just today, the head of the Michigan Republican Party, Rona uh, uh, Romney, um, she said, well, if Trump decides to run in 24, uh, the Republican Party is simply going to remain neutral. <laughs> and I'm like, you balloon-bodied S of a B. How dare you? I, I, you see what I'm saying? If it wasn't for Trump, the Republican Party would already be well, it wouldn't be dead, but it would be comatose. And for her to say that, and I'm like, but but you see, they're hard-headed. They, 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 they don't want to learn. So I think that God is going to allow this country to keep getting, not, not allow her to get destroyed, but battered until people wake up and say, you know what, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to fight for the right thing. Because, the, the, and I think it will happen quickly. I mean, look at how, like you mentioned, how quickly Biden, with his rapid fire executive orders. And if all those come to fruition, you're going to notice some dr- dramatic negative, negative changes. And there's going to be a lot of angry people already. Only 11% of the people in, the, in America surveyed say that they like the direction that the nation the thing, that they think that everything is okay. Only 11%, which makes me pretty happy. Um, until people that like my hard-headed neighbors next door, very successful people, on the surface they look wonderful. But they've got their Black Lives Matter sign out there. Why a white family... With a child in the oven, with a baby in the oven now, in my, it, it, who's successful, who is blessed by the system, would want to support Black Lives Matter, which, by the way, Tim, has contacted our mayor and said, I hope you're sitting down, that because this town that I live in have been living in for 20 years, I'm sorry, 22 years, is not black enough. It doesn't have enough black representation, and we think that because it doesn't have a whole lot of blacks in it, you all are racist. So I've been in contact with the mayor's office. I'm going to have a sit-down to counter the bullshit of these Black Lives Matter people, and I'm just going to – I'm not going to go in and just, oh, the Black Lives Matter people are evil. I'm going to approach him with about 20 questions. Because he's a successful individual too. Everybody in this area, in this entire little town, is successful. You cannot be here without a, 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 a modicum, with, without without having a certain level of success. Can't be here. I mean, when it snows, the city um, shovels our sidewalks and our aprons, driveway aprons. So I mean, it's it's a very nice place to live. No crime, literally. Other than the, the homosexual couple down the street, one of them beats the other one up all the time. <laughs> other than that, there's no burglaries. 
So we have an ideal situation here. So Black Lives Matter is saying, well, you all aren't black enough. Well, you've seen my picture, Tim. I have. <laughs> and, 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 and it's not like I'm a, a pale face, okay? No, no, no. You're, you will not be mistaken for a Caucasian <laughs> for anyone who sees you. And so there are other blacks in, in, in this city. It's, it's, it's 5% non-white. 2% black, and then you have uh, Asians, I think blacks and Asians. So one of the things that I've already told one of the two councilmen, no, it's three councilmen, I told one of them, I said, look, if you want to destroy the, the, this, this city and allow them to run your city, the last time I checked, we voted for you, not them. And so... This is the kind of stuff that we're dealing with, not only just here, but in many communities like this across the United States of America. They want to um, – oh, God. If you, if, if, I'm going to say something, and if you don't get it, ask me why, and I will explain why, why I said it. Right. They, want, they want to niggerize America. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not talking about black people. Good you're black talking people. about you're actually talking about the original meaning of the word before it became an epitaph against uh, uh, became a racial slur. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, thank you. I, 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 you know, you're you're an intelligent man, so but I, you know, so you get it. But this is what they want to do. They don't want people to be comfortable. They don't want Americans to be comfortable in their environment. They want us all to be on edge like the, the brothers and the sisters in the ghettos. Now, they're so concerned about people living better. Why is it that the only way they think that black people can live better, the kind they want to bring in, is by shoving them into other communities? And by the way, if a, if a, if someone does move out of this community, the house sells like overnight. It doesn't matter how much it costs. Bammo. Many people that grew up here come back. They you know they go go away go to go to college or whatever. Come back and buy a house near their parents in this community. It is that of an ideal community, and houses. So they're not going to get a lot of those kind of people in here anyway because most people aren't selling their houses. You're not going to have a community like this where if someone drops off – if you go on vacation for two weeks, Tim, and the cleaner drops off your, your, your clothing and they hang it on your screen door and you're gone for two weeks, it will be there when you get back. Your neighbor might come and, 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 and make sure there are no spiders on it or something like that and if it's in the summertime. It, it's, it's just that way. Yeah. And, and so they want to and, – and trust me, they want to do it in Tennessee too. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. All, have, you all have some great communities that I know about in, in, that, in that state. We may move in, into, 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 into Tennessee because we're looking. Because we've had it with these taxes. We've had it with this crap, the witchmers of the world. We've had it. So, but we've looked into Tennessee, and we're seeing this kind of crap 
they're they're moving into small towns in the, in Tennessee. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Why are these people allowing them? They should be telling them to go to hell. You know, check out and go to hell. And 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 it's about breaking down our our society. It's 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 all about the and destroying the cohesiveness. Yeah. Of our society, communities like this should be the example, not something to be torn down. And by the way, Tim. I learned as someone that is way darker than 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 no, you all aren't white anyway, but way darker than your skin tone, right? I learned the long way, a long time ago. Well, if these people over here don't want people like me in their community, okay, guess what? That makes me somebody that doesn't want to be where I don't where I'm not wanted. And people need to. See, the Black Lives Matter and the liberal politicians or leftist politicians convinced the population to be like invading wild hogs. You all have a lot of them in, in Tennessee where they invade these farms and do a lot of damage. They're the only animals that pollute rivers. And, and, they, and, and they tear up crops and they're, they're just horrible. They're worse than deer, way worse than deer. And they just damage, and they move on, and they and they just make everything horrible. Well, that's the kind of that's what they want to do with America. And so, yeah. they've destroyed Chicago. Chicago, it, well, it's still beautiful. I mean, the skyline and all that, and you still have great stuff there. But they've des- destroyed many communities there. The east side of Cleveland. Um, Atlanta has been turned over to be Black Lives Matter, a great city, which was supposed to be built up to compete with Toronto. Um, and so it would be a, a city of opportunity, but because they've, um, you know what, eyes that city, it, it's the, the quality of life deteriorates, and that's what they want to do. Why? Because they're communists. Because how else do you stop the spread of freedom What's the best way to do? You stop the number one nation of freedom in the world. And that's why I believe that we're not going to go down at this time because we're it. We're it, man. I mean, there are other great nations around the world which I've seen beautiful places. But if we go down, China's going to be breathing down their necks. They just took... um, the prime minister of, um, I think it's Uganda, one of the African nations, they took him off of Facebook. So guess what he did? See, he did what the Americans should do. He said, well, screw you, Facebook. And he said uh, he, he had it disconnected out of the entire country. We don't need you. We were, we were alive before you, so <laughs> you go to hell. Yeah. That's the, kind of, that's the kind of reaction we should have. And we and develop our own technologies. Develop. See, we're going to have to develop a whole new chain of stores across America. Best Buy. I mean, what is it? Bed Bath and Beyond. All these. We're find. See, this is being allowed to come to. We're finding out where all the bigots are. They threw out Mike Lindell's products out of Bed Bath and Beyond and, and other places. Oh, that's how they really think. Okay, what's going to happen? After we get through this this dark period, the economy is going to come back like never before, and it's going to take folks like you and I and many others uh, with entrepreneur spirits to open up new stores. 
See, we're supposed to be in the driver's seat, my friend. We're not supposed to be dependent upon these leftist pigs. That's why you'll never, you will never, ever, 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 ever see me in a Starbucks. When that guy said years ago, I don't want any Christians coming in my stores. I'm paraphrasing, but basically he doesn't want us to come in and buy his product. I said, oh, oh, okay. I said, well, even before that, I wasn't going in because their coffee is unhealthy. It's a very, it's heavily acidic. So it's it's a no good product anyway. I said, okay, cool. You gave me incentive to never go in your in your store. <laughs> and so we have to we see we've got to take back our own lives through the power of entrepreneurship, our own buildings. If we have to go hotels, when we when we went, oh my God, we were in the in the Marriott. And uh, you know, one of our friends, you know, they own, they 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 have a very successful TV show. It's on YouTube, but they have hundreds of thousands of viewers. And we were filming an episode. We were being interviewed on this thing, and they kept harassing us. Well, you can't do a television interview without a mask on. So they had these cameras all over. Well, they waited till we were all set up and started. And they send these big black dudes in there to, well, we, you can't uh, be doing that in here. <laughs> and so we moved to another location thinking, okay, because they had filmed down there before at the second location without any problem. This is before all the stress with uh, the election cycle and all that, that the hatred hadn't come to the fore like this, the way it is now. They waited until, wait until we got to our about Way into the interview. Uh, like I said before, y'all can't be doing this in here. So we did find a location where there was no cameras and we got it, got it done. But this last time around, recently, uh, when we were there for the 6th of January, guess what happened, Tim? At the Marriott. We stayed in, at a BRB, or Airbnb, very close to the White House and saw... It was just horrible, but they had locked Trump supporters in, and the only way they got out, somebody got smart. What I would have done, rang the um, the alarm, the fire mm-hmm. alarm, and so they had to be let out because, well, we, if we don't, the possibility it's a possibility that the building could burn down. So they let them out. Yeah. And Black Lives Matter people were going around and threatening. The few restaurants that were open, if you serve any MAGA people, if you serve anybody that we think are Trump supporters, we're, com- we're going to burn you down or kick your behind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was bad. We had friends bring us food to the uh, Airbnb from, from Maryland. So it, it, it's some, it was tough stuff. So that's why I say that we need to move the capital because that yeah. population, they're done. They're gone. They're gone, man. They will never, and they're they're breeding, so it'll stay the same. You, all those leftist pigs there are breeding, and it's just a cesspool. Yeah. And, and, and I and and I know it probably won't happen, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah, I I I I do aim for the stars, and sometimes with my ideas, but you know, when you think about how illogical what's going on, my idea is is is. No more illogical than what they're doing from the other direction. 
Yeah. And sometimes the uh, best solutions are the ones they never see coming. <laughs> so I, I like the originality. Ron, first of all, let me ask you a big favor. Can you hang out with me a little bit longer? Because uh, we, we, there's still so much to talk about. I know you're you're super busy all the time, but uh, I've missed talking to you more than anything. Uh, can you hang out a little while longer? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm a, I'll go get a bottle of water, and I'll be right back. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and reset the hour then and just uh, uh, clear your throat to, to let me know when you're back. So I'll, we'll all be listening, and we'll uh, we'll slide into what will be uh, hour number two. We got a little bit of a late start, so we've got a little time here to buffer, uh, and I'll have to do some editing later to, for the rebroadcast for the radio stations. But uh, if you'll come back, we will uh, cover a few more topics, and uh, I thank you, sir. In the meanwhile, uh, let me talk to every last one of you guys that I'm saying goodbye to you right now, which is the most listening uh, on the radio stations around the country. And that is, please remember, don't take my word for anything you hear me say. Not one bit of it. Don't. Because your homework assignment is to go see for yourself, all right? Don't take my word for it, but definitely, definitely don't take the other folks' story. If you're watching CNN, if you're watching MSNBC, oh my gosh, don't just take it at face value. Watch, see what they're saying, evaluate it, but also get some other sources, please. Because the most important thing you can do is use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, you guys out there, uh, stay safe, uh, stay healthy, and be smart, even if it kind of goes against your nature. Uh, if you're listening live or if you're listening to the podcast, don't go anywhere. Hour number two will start just in a moment. Uh, but uh, for the rest of you, ta-ta for now. Above the gun, hear the wind across the plain. There is no fear that I must contain, and I'm in the eye of the hurricane. I see the sweat across his brow. Poised to draw in eternal now. The fastest one is the one who's slain. I still stand, got the better aim.
of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and, you know, mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. And even though we do this show live, we broadcast, we hit all the little technical glitches as they come along. We have all the, the quirky little audio issues as we go along. The point of the matter is the overwhelming majority you find fine folks out there that listen to the broadcast you don't actually join me live and i'm sorry i would love to have more interaction with you but hey i am glad you're still listening whether you're listening to the podcast version on the great many platforms that is available or if you're listening on uh, terrestrial radio as uh, we do have a few stations that rebroadcast and we're hoping to have a few more added soon but uh, you know a lot of things still up in the air there we'll make those announcements as soon as we can uh, maybe even have serious format changes should that happen as well but regardless of all that stuff glad to have you here no shortage of stuff uh, operation <laughs> P-pads and knee pads in full effect it, it it's been just full-on craziness. Now Biden's out there making a quasi-Green New Deal promise uh, and just insanity ensuing. I don't even think he knows where he is, and uh, he, he's just you know, uh, showing up, uh, walking off of interview seats. It's just all kinds of crazy stuff, and I, I wish – I wish there had been someone, you know, one lone voice perhaps that had had the nerve, the gall to, to possibly warn you. America. Actually, now that I think about it, there were a lot of us. Why weren't you listening? Okay. Uh, that, of course, is facetious because clearly uh, Joe Biden did not win the election. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, on the line with me, uh, staying with us, doing putting in a little overtime work is a great American patriot. Uh, proud to call him friend. is the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook and the host of the Ron Edwards uh, American Experience, uh, Mr. Uh, Ron Edwards. Ron, uh, we got so enthralled in our number one, and we got a little bit of a late start because, well, I'm just going to give you three little letters, B-T-R. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of a late start. 
so uh, thank you for staying with us. We skipped right through the uh, mid-hour break that we normally do in the first hour. And that also means that I did not play a uh, Edwards Notebook or Songs and Stories for Soldiers Veterans Tip of the Day. Uh, and I'm going to be adding very soon uh, some new uh, Second Amendment public service announcements that are being done by uh, Mr. Dan Wass and, uh, and his new media company as uh, his reach and message continues to grow. So very glad to, to be able to start doing those soon. In fact, we kind of uh, made an informal agreement today. And we'll have a more formalized agreement upcoming, and uh, I'm actually hopeful that I might even be able to start airing some of those before the end of this week. Uh, but if not, it is something upcoming, and uh, just another great commentator who is so strong on the Second Amendment. Uh, but I say all that to, to circle back around to this, Ron. I also, by not taking that break, did not come back after the mid-hour break and give you the opportunity to let everybody know where they can find your work. So let's kick off this uh, second hour uh, by starting right there. Uh, hopefully everybody who heard uh, the last hour will get to hear this hour. Uh, but if not, uh, hey, uh, we'll start out with them getting mm -hmm. to know where they can find you. And uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll start there. I, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't. Well, I appreciate that. Well, you can catch the Ron Edwards American Experience now Monday no, it's Sunday through Friday. It's on Mojo Five O. You can also catch the Ron Edwards American Experience in rebroadcast on America um, America uh, not America Out Loud. That's where I do my uh, commercials. But AmericaMatters dot US uh, broadcast outlet. Uh, it's a radio station and um, internet, and also Nevada Talk Network. Um, several stations around the state of uh, Nevada combined together. Uh, you can also catch the Ron Edwards American Experience uh, now on K-Talk Radio, K-Star Talk Radio. Can't forget the star there. And the Edwards Notebook is heard on hundreds of radio stations overnight on Captain's America Third Watch, which is a Salem uh, talk show on, I don't know how many stations now, close to 300 Two million listeners overnight, uh, about a half million Internet uh, listeners around the world. A lot of military folks tune in. And you can also view my columns at News with Views as well as on America Out Loud, which also airs the Edwards Notebook as well. All right. Well, I see that uh, you are still going full speed ahead. And, and where, where exactly do you find the time to take a nap occasionally, Ron? Because it's not like you're not doing other things besides this. Well, napping, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that's what you were going to say. Um, yeah, I, you know, we find that with people who are dedicated and driven, uh, that can be kind of a, an afterthought. So I hope that you are uh, actually finding the time to get enough rest to, to stay in balance because uh, it, it is important. Uh, uh, we've got a big fight ahead of us. Uh, we're going to be saying insanity. Um, I, I don't know. Have we officially started our uh, our poll for how long till Biden's removed yet? Uh, I, I want to think that we talked about it, but I don't know if we've actually started it yet. Are, are we doing that? Because he's already lasted longer than I thought, so that'd already be out. Uh, 90 days. <laughs> Let's give him 90 days. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the next promise that the next uh, – 
conference. In the first hundred days of my administration, I'll be gone before it's over. <laughs> but you and know, only, but you know what? It's funny though. I I never totally trusted the gaff machine situation. Mm-hmm. I thought some of that was an act. I said, and I remember telling my wife this. I said, you know what? People are going to be so focused on this gaff machine act antics and, and other things and goofball things. But that man is more focused on what he wants to do than most Republicans are on what they're supposed to do. So, and that is exactly how it has panned out. He has enough sense to sign all those horrible uh, um, executive orders that he himself, gaffs and all, said that he was going going to do. And, you know, we, we have to look at that situation. Yeah, he's, he's a gaff machine and he's this, that, and the other. But uh, remember, this guy was seen groping young children right on national television. I'll never forget when um, Jeff, what's his name, former Attorney General Jeff Sessions, slapped Biden's hand off of his granddaughter. Yeah. Who he was groping. And he's groped other young girls. And yet this man has been allowed to be president of the United States of America. I guess Trump wasn't uh, evil enough. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Trump well, did, too, did, did too much good, and uh, boy, we can't have that. Yeah. It does kind of raise the question. I was having a conversation just earlier today, as a matter of fact, uh, about how much things have changed in our society uh, in regards to a relationship to what would end a political campaign. You know, it used to be that if uh, you were caught having an affair outside of a marriage, uh, your political career would be done. Uh, if you were engaged in some salacious activity, your political career would be done. Uh, something you mentioned back in the first hour for those mm-hmm. of you who maybe didn't uh, get to hear that if you're listening on rebroadcast uh, on uh, radio and you missed yesterday's uh, show, uh, back in the hour number one of tonight's live broadcast, you talked about specifically uh, the Ohio worker that uh, he got in his face. Now, in years gone by, Ron, if he would have an outbreak like that uh, on the campaign trail, that would have been the end of the campaign. Now, he wouldn't have ended it right there, but he wouldn't have gotten any further support. Uh, he laid hands on a young lady that he didn't like what she said to him, so she grabbed him by the ar- grabbed her by the arm and pulled her back to uh, try to dress her down. That would have been the end of the campaign. It, he, of course, had the infamous lying dog-faced pony soldier remark that would have been the <laughs> end of a campaign. And at that time, I was kind of uh, putting that to being akin to the fact of how weak the rest of that Democratic field was. Uh, but now looking back, I think, yeah, it was still a pretty weak field. But I think more than anything, the perception was they were trying to paint the picture of lovable Uncle Joe who's just uh, a return to normalcy. I mean we heard that phrasing quite a bit, didn't we? Uh, it's a return to normalcy. He's just a guy, but he's a scrapper. Because uh, you know, obviously they learned that much uh, from uh, Trump's success that if people believe you're going to fight for them, that's okay. But we saw this imagery, 
But they recognized they didn't have another candidate in the race that wasn't obviously and clearly either an uber radical, which they're still they're smart enough to know that even the Democratic voting base in this country would not vote for in large enough numbers. Uh, and they also knew that if it, it wasn't for the the radicals on the uh, platform, then you just had people that were completely and utterly unqualified to be there. Uh, people like Miss Kamala Harris, for example, whose best political move uh, isn't one that's made in public. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to leave that right there. Uh, what do we have to do just to restore decency? To our political taste. I mean, I, I know this. We kind of touched on what I think is the real answer back in the first hour, but just to rephrase it and repackage it, shouldn't we want people that hold themselves to a high enough standard that while we recognize they're not perfect, uh, that they're at least making an effort to be a better person rather than being a handsy, grabby? Uh, Filler up of little girls, uh, practically uh, pedophilic behavior, uh, somebody that's not having the entire family trading on his name to make money. I mean there's a reason why I call him uh, barely there Beijing Biden. Uh, <laughs> his loyalties clearly are not to the American people. But anyway, I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to let you answer the question. Shouldn't we expect better regardless of our party? Yes, we should, but unfortunately, many American people are themselves immoral and accept that and push that, that kind of behavior. Democrats are what they are. Democrats vote for the people that reflect them, just like we on our side we vote for people that we believe until they show themselves like, oh, Romney, uh, that they're not as we think they should carry themselves. Um and that's what we're dealing with. One of the reasons why Uncle Joe stayed in his basement so much is because they knew. They knew, they knew, they knew, they knew that they were going to be able to electronically steal the election. This was all planned. My, my, my folly was that I believed that we could have overcome it, and that's why I kept saying, no, he's going to win, he's going to win, he's going to win. Well, he did win, but they were allowed to steal it. So I wasn't wrong, but they were allowed to, to criminally steal it, and Uncle Joe knew that. So who is the dummy? Not Joe. Not Kamala. They knew. They knew what they were doing, and they knew what was behind them. See, it's us that needs to get ourselves together. So um, – because he, he is where he is, and uh, if we don't play our cards right, meaning – if we don't do what we're supposed to do, then they will get to destroy this country. That's what they that that's what they are darn tootin' intending to do, um, to peel away all of our right rights that we take for granted and should be taking for granted. But we have our work cut cut out for us, Tim. It, it it's it's that deep and I will say that it's life or death time. For our society as we know it, and so we're the ones we've got. We've got to strat. We have to do a better job of strategy in overcoming and um, standing strong, united. I mean, we could break the back of this in relatively qu in short order. 
But the mil- millions of us are too lazy. And I'm not talking about going out doing backbreaking work. I'm just talking about uh, would 40 million Americans be willing to, let's say, next Monday, all of us just leave Facebook or however ever many millions are on our side or Twitter, just say, you know what? Do like the intelligent black people did in the South. Oh, that white guy doesn't want me in his, in his restaurant? Okay, I don't want to go there because if I go in there and they would make me a sandwich, they may spit in it in the back. And they kept going and and and, and built their own restaurants and things like that. I mean, we have to become more truly independent-minded. And we have to be willing to fight them intellectually all along the way. Instead of groping around, pining away for the children to be back in school, parents should be taking advantage of this and saying, okay, I've gotten used to uh, having the children home by now. I'm not a retard, so they're here. I can't force them into the schools. The union heads have said no, 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 no. So guess what? They should be teaching their children things themselves. Not only reading, writing, arithmetic, but moral issues, political, I mean, um, historical um, perspectives uh, concerning our country. They should be taking advantage of this. Yeah. All that deprogramming that people like yeah. AOC has been threatening directed towards people like you and me, uh-huh. uh, that's exactly what we should be doing now. You, you are uh, spot on. Uh uh, actual American history, as opposed to uh, uh, 1618 project. Uh, you know, I, I, I like the idea. Uh, you're right. We do have to get our stuff together, which I'm going to use to transition over to a topic I mentioned back in the first hour, and then it kind of got away from us as we were uh, having the natural progression of the conversation, and that is this recent recent motion going on in Texas. Uh, there's now been a official introduction of the House bill to begin the process. Texas is talking about possibly moving into succession from the United States. Uh, want to get your take on the aspects you think are most importantly, starting with whether or not you think that's something that's going to end up going anywhere, or is Texas even right uh, to want to do that as opposed to stand and fight and try to help uh, save the rest of uh, the country and help uh, serve as a counterbalance against places like California and New York. I cannot blame Texas, and I think personally they should stay in and fight, but at the same time, they're being invaded by tens of thousands of new residents every week, most of whom are blue fools. They're fleeing California and other places because of the conditions produced by the high taxes and the evil dictates of their, um, you know, their minion uh, Democrat uh, rulers over there. But they refuse to change the way they think and the way they vote. So they want to come in and make Texas into a giant blue crap hole. And so I get it. I get it, man. It, uh, Greg Abbott and um, the 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 um, who's the um, oh gosh, what is his name? Greg Abbott's the governor, and um, oh man, the other guy, um, Lieutenant Governor, man, he's a great guy too uh, of Texas. 
Anyway, I used to see him when I used to watch Fox. Um, I cannot blame them, though. I, I cannot ridicule them for, for wanting to get out because if Biden gets his way, even Texas, with all of its greatness, would still be screwed and um, maybe less so than other places, but it would still be under those same hor- horrific laws. And it, remember, it's a southern border state. And if they tear down that wall, man, where's, it, it's, it's, it's a bad, bad situation. No, do I want them to? But I, I wouldn't fight against them doing it because, and I, because I can't blame them for, for desiring to. If this nation... With the 80 million people, and I believe it's about 80, that voted for Trump, if it was allowed to literally um, end up in the condition that it's in when we didn't even vote for, for, for Uncle Joe Biden, if God watched all that happen and allowed them to literally criminally steal that election, then I cannot blame Texas for saying, screw it, then we're out. Peace out. Yeah, because I can say all that I want to about well, ninety days. Uh, I believe it'll be turned around. Well, I've said all that before, and I was correct because we did win the election, but it was allowed to go the other way. So, who would I be to tell just to say to Texas, no, don't do it, don't do it? I can't blame them. I can't blame them one bit. Well, you know, I, I'm right there with you. I, I do not, I do not harbor any ill will uh, for their desire to want to make that change. They do not want to go down with the sinking ship. Uh, unlike a lot of other states that joined the union after the original formation, they did come in reserving the right to freely exit should they determine that the uh, that the United States uh, wasn't working out for them. So they do have some legal outs. And uh, uh, Dan Patrick, I believe, was the name That's you were looking name. for yes. earlier. Yes. Uh, he has been pretty strong out there. And uh, you know, ultimately, these individual states should not have to enforce their uh, the national immigration policy because the nation won't. Uh, you know, we had this big to do in Arizona a few years back when Jan Brewer was the governor there, and the federal government tried to step in and stop uh, Arizona from doing what the federal government should have been doing all along. But at the same time, uh, I do really wish they'd stay in. My question, though, still remains. Uh, on the one hand, I would really like for them to be able to control their own immigration policy. Once again, as a sovereign republic, they would be able to do that, including immigration from places like California, where you were making the point just a little while ago. You got a lot of folks who have voted to create a situation that is un sustainable, and then they want to run away so they don't have to live with the consequences of their own choices, and then they learn nothing and want to turn around and continue doing the same things they've been doing. Uh, I would love for Texas to be able to say, sorry, Californians, but no mas. Uh, we're, not, we're not issuing any passports <laughs> to anybody. Uh, I mean, I would see a certain irony and a certain deliciousness to it, if you will. But at the same time, how sad is it that we're to that point where one of the uh, one of the the greatest states in this nation, one of the states that 
really exemplifies the truest nature of what the American should be. Now says that's it, we're out. I mean, it's a very tragic point in history to me that anybody wants to do that. But Texas, probably more so than most, uh, still wondering though, how far do you think this will go? Is this something that they may actually move forward with? Do you think? If, God forbid, Trump, um, Biden is allowed to get away with doing all that they want to do and it sticks, yes, I think they will go for it. Because like you said, you mentioned historically they do have a few outs because remember it was the Republic of Texas. Yeah. That's what, It's not the, the lone star state for nothing. So um, if it happens because of what is allowed to continue on and on and on under the Biden administration, and if it's not stopped, if there isn't a big change by April, um, I think the damage would be irreversible, and so therefore Texas would have every right to do it. And I, and I, you know, if they do it, I probably would move there, even though I don't like extreme, extremely hot weather. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I would hope they'd be willing to, to accept refugees. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I can say. Because again, we, we have to consider them completely solely independent at that point. So I hope that their uh, refugee policies are firm but fair uh, and that they do shut down immigration from uh, uh, places like California and Colorado right off the bat. Otherwise, eh, maybe maybe we're better off where we're at. Uh, I kind of almost wish Tennessee would uh, cut off that kind of thing too. Uh, guys, uh, we love our friends and neighbors, our fellow Americans, but uh, you, you're just going to have to go back home. Uh, <laughs> Just, just stop trying to come ruin things. That's that's all we ask. Uh, Ron, let me uh, go ahead and uh, take that mid-hour break, even though we're a little bit past that point, sure. because I, I do not want to go a full two hours without doing at least one Edwards Notebook and a Songs and Stories for Soldiers Veterans Tip of the Day. So uh, if you will patiently let me uh, do that. Uh, And if all you fine listeners out there will not go anywhere, uh, we'll both be right back after this. I, along with uh, a great American patriot, Mr. Ron Edwards, will be with us, uh, and uh, stay where you're at. American statesman Elias Boudinot, Jr., who lived from 1740 to 1821, hailed from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Boudinot was an energetic patriot and an elected delegate to the Continental Congress from 1777 to 1784, serving as its president from 1782 to 1783. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, Boudinot also served three terms in Congress and 10 years as director of the Mint. He was also elected president of the American Bible Society at its founding in 1816. And accepting the office, he wrote, quote, This was the greatest honor that could have been conferred upon him this side of the grave. Boudinot had an unwavering faith that God had called the men of society to the work of making Bibles available in America. His $10,000 gift at a time when annual salaries of $400 was considered good 
essentially enabled the formation of the Organization of the American Bible Society, which still sponsors the work of Bible translation and distribution around the world. Hopefully, Bible reading and study will once again be commonplace around America, which was founded upon biblical principles. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. Are you looking for a job because you got laid off because of the coronavirus? Most veterans think that the GI Bill can only be used for college, but that's not true. It can also be used for retraining programs. So if you're out of work and looking for a new career, go to the VA.gov and look at the GI Bill benefits. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I hope you uh, didn't mind that very, very brief break, along with a very poignant and uh, a nice little bit of American history that you may not have been aware of. Uh, love the fact that you're doing these um, historical notes as part of the uh, Edwards Notebook now, Ron. Uh, definitely a positive uh, and something that I, I think a lot of people is going to draw a lot of value from, especially some of those lesser known, finer points of history that really highlight uh, what it means to be uh, part of American greatness. I, I really do enjoy those new ones, sir. Thank you. Yeah, we, we plan to uh, start doing more historic ones and uh, other positive uh, stories and things of that nature because we just can't be one-dimensional politics all the time and uh, I want to in fact speaking of that I I, I also have started doing um, you can go to my YouTube channel Ron Edwards and check out uh, the Edwards notebook in video form and you can go there and um, you know subscribe to my YouTube channel and uh, see you know, see what you think of that, and uh, I'm going to start doing more personalized uh, video presentations. I've done a few, uh, uh, you know, what do you want to call it, talks or whatever about certain issues on, on YouTube. I'm going to be doing more of those as well as um, uh, video um, versions of the Edwards Notebook. All right. uh, I'm certainly looking forward then. I actually had intended to go over and uh, sign up and subscribe to your YouTube page as soon as you had mentioned it last time. And, and uh, you know, I for whatever reason, I have not gotten over there. So I've been a bad boy, Ron. I'm sorry. Oh. But but I, I <laughs> will take care of that. I promise. Because uh, yeah, I, I do think uh, – Again, you, you may say you use the word talks. I'm thinking it's probably more along the lines of a uh, dissertation uh, because <laughs> I, I know you do the research, you take the time, and you are a, a stupendous presenter uh, in that mode. So I, I'm very much looking forward, and I hope everybody out there who's listening uh, will – will follow suit. Go over with me. Go to YouTube. Uh, sign up for as long as YouTube's going to let him over there because you know where YouTube's going. But uh, I know last time we talked, too, I, I did recommend a couple of other web uh, sites that uh, host videos like uh, BitChute and Rumble. Uh, evidently, Rumble's the new hot up-and-comer. It's kind of like what Parler was doing for uh, <laughs> regular social media. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I hope you're uh, looking into those as well just because 
it's good to have multiple platforms. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Now, uh, as we transition back into the conversation, you mentioned students earlier, and uh, you mentioned certain unions earlier. Uh, in recent broadcasts where I've been forced to record and then upload later, mm -hmm. uh, which has been ridiculous uh, on my end, but I, I just simply couldn't remain silent while all this stuff was going on. Um, I, I've recently talked a little bit about what's going on in Las Vegas and then what's going on with the teachers union in Chicago in particular because they are probably the most outrageous, although there's been some other teachers unions uh, in other locations that have kind of joined in, and they're making these ridiculous assertions that going back to in-person teaching is white supremacist, and it's racist and misogynist and any other excuse they can come up with, whereas over in Las Vegas, they are now uh, changing their tune because they weren't going to go back to in-person teaching either, but they took a look at this sudden uh, almost – almost mind-boggling uptick in school-age suicides uh, that a lot of the psychologists are now associating with the lack of in-person interaction uh, among their peers. So Vegas now, uh, the, the whole county uh, in which Vegas is part of, they've completely uh, 180'd on it. They're trying to rush to get ready to go back to in-person because they're being responsive to the fact that students are facing harm. Now, presumably, that's their only motivation, although as you're aware, uh, uh, it, it pays to sometimes be suspicious of these people. Uh, they may, in fact, be afraid that maybe some of the parents out there are deprogramming their kids and like, oh, we got to stop that. Get them back in here. <laughs> but if that's not the case, uh, we hear all the time how important the students are, how important the students are. Uh, the Chicago's Teachers Union in particular has demonstrated quite nicely they don't give a rat's backside about the students. At what point do the people of Chicago finally put their foot down and just say no more? Because even Mayor Lightfoot, who is no conservative hero by any means, not even close. That's a great impersonation of Beetlejuice, but not a conservative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's at odds. She's demanding they come back. Beijing Biden has just endorsed them and is now backing them after dodging the questions for a couple of days. Now he's come down on their side. What do the people of Chicago do to straighten this out if they're not in a position for the homeschooling thing, which you and I both know that's that's the best option. But if that's not an option that they can do because they got to work, if they can go work, how do they get around this, and what should the reaction be? Teach them at night. Have night school. Um, and work around it. Um, see, before, it's not the interaction of today that helps young people and why they're killing themselves because they're not in school. I think it's other reasons that they're bumping themselves off because the type of interaction and social um, gatherings that are going on in schools today are also very harmful. The kind of teachings... I'm sorry, indoctrinations that are going on in government schools today are very harmful and are killing the nation. So it, it's, it's either way it's a bad situation, whether they go back to school or stay at home and their parents are too dumb to do anything. When children way back in the day worked on the farm 
and were taught at home. They didn't kill themselves. They didn't they didn't end up stupid. They knew how to interact because they were interacting in their family. Their mothers taught them how to, to speak and, and, and to uh, look the other person in the eye when you're speaking to them, all, all those, those kinds of things. So when they say, well, the only reason, the only way um, they can grow and mature is to have interpersonal interactions at school, well, they don't even support proper uh, interactions at schools. So, you know, the hell with that. Um, if, like I said, if parents, the, the, the intelligent parents are going to take advantage of this. That's all I got to say. The, the, the intelligent parents are going to, the, the dummies are not. I, I'm, you know, it's just that simple. All right. And if people are offended by it, you know, whatever. <laughs> how, how dare you, Ron Edwards? How dare you? Okay. Uh, that's enough for uh, righteous <laughs> indignation. Uh, Okay, let's let's take a slightly different tact on basically the same question. Then, what should the reaction of the Chicago city taxpayers be? Because I, I think this demonstrates a point that again, uh, you and I are pretty much in agreement on, and that is most labor unions really don't serve a purpose. I don't know of one in particular right off, but I'm going to allow for the possibility somewhere out there, perhaps some small one that never gets any press, might actually still be providing some benefit for the members without completely overlapping what that benefit might be through the overcharging of dues and the demanding of obedience to a political party. So there may still be one out there. We just don't know because all the others, uh, they, they don't want anybody to know such a union exists. But in particular, public sector unions, I, I don't know of a single public sector union that does anything other than make it too hard to get rid of the people who shouldn't be doing the job. And yes, I, I include police unions with that too. Uh, and I generally back the blue. I am all about the police, but I think unions do a bad thing. They make it harder to weed out the people who shouldn't be doing the job. Uh, the teachers, I think, in this case are demonstrating that exact point. Is This should be a really good opportunity now that the uh, school system uh, there, the, the county system, is at odds with the union. Uh, evidently, Mayor Lightfoot is also at odds with the union. Uh, a good chance to drive a wedge and make a break. Is this the, the chance that the taxpayers of Chicago have to uh, rectify the situation and maybe get back to uh, a, a public school system that is worth attending? If – and only if there's enough intelligent ones to, to, to come to that kind of a logical conclusion and do the work. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, it's – um, but I am under the impression that they're not too bright anyway to allow it to get to this point. I mean, the black community in particular has been dummied down for – it's going on 70 years now, literally. Well, yeah, it's about 60 years, literally, and it has only gotten worse. I find it ironic that before the bastardized rights movement, they call it the civil rights movement, um, black people were actually on a faster, upwardly mobile track in the 1950s than they are now. 
And it's more economics. Yes, there was more separation. There was more racism and things of that nature. But as a whole, blacks were moving up faster than they are now. Yeah, okay, you have your public black figures like in football or entertainers and things of that nature. But I'm talking about just the mom and pop business owners the postal workers, the dental, you know, shop owners or office owners, things of that on that level, blacks were actually moving up. You did not have almost every black neighborhood in America just terrible, uh, being a terrible place to, to live because most black Americans, until the bastardized movement, were highly uh, moral in their behavior and and how they taught their children. And believe it or not. Before the bastardized rights movement, if you went to school, it was guaranteed that you learned. Even the most racist teacher would make sure you knew your reading, writing, and arithmetic. People did learn. We were a highly learned nation until when? Until right after the bastardized rights movement. And that's when, uh, especially starting um, when they took prayer out of the school, and then it really ran out of control uh, in 1973 after abortion was legalized. like standards everywhere started to unravel. And, uh, of course, most quickly in the urban communities. And you can document what I'm saying. I mean, it may sound like tomfoolery to some people, but the facts are there for anyone to uh, check out and see. Um, so my, my concern is that people in mass are not willing to do the work. The closest that people in mass came to the point of doing the work and getting something done were the massive Trump rallies. That yeah. was the, clo- that, that, that we were getting to a tipping point where we're getting there. And we should take that kind of action in other areas, in ensuring – in fact, by the way, when Republicans take back control, when we get some real conservatives in there, they should come forth with legislation where parents can sue government school systems for a job horribly done. Because if you can sue private sector companies for mistakes, for things that go wrong, I mean because they're killing our nation by killing the mental capacities of our students. Now, so now, in- now hang, on, hang on a second. Are you actually – Recommending, Ron, uh, of all the outlandish, crazy things I've ever heard you say, <laughs> that someone that works for government should be held accountable <laughs> for their failures? Is, is that what you're saying? I got to get this on the record. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, Tootie. Well, I want to officially announce my non-commitment to run for political office now because uh, <laughs> I don't want to be under a different set of rules than the one that are under now. Uh, yeah, Just as an example of some of the things that Ron was saying uh, in regards to economic advancement, uh, all you really have to do is look at, uh, look at Harlem in its heyday. 
look at Tulsa, Oklahoma, pre-1921, before the, the race riot, as it's often referred to. Uh, I don't know that that gives it actual justice as far as what that was. That was a full-on attack on a community that was financially uh, outpacing the rest of the state. Uh, you know, the examples are there, and it's clear. Uh, there is no question that if you put in the work, as Ron keeps saying, the opportunities abound. Uh, this is not a nation that will hold you back uh, on the basis of some immutable property that exists about you. Uh, the biggest obstacle you will face other than uh, leftist uh, globalists who want to keep everybody down uh, is your own mindset. Uh, don't let these school systems indoctrinate you in a way to believe that everyone's out to get you or that uh, one group of people is so severely racist uh, that they're never going to, to let you do anything uh, because the bottom line is that's just not true. And I'm sorry for halting your, your point, but I really wanted to make the point to give those examples because uh, those are a couple of the best examples that I could think of right offhand. Oh yeah, I'll never forget the black the Black Wall Street in Oklahoma, and the story about that. I, I, as a as a young lad, when I first learned about that, I was horrified. And in fact, until nine eleven, that was the only example of a community in the United States of America being bombed from the air. Yeah. I mean, those Democrats went crazy. Um, first, they they told those black people, you niggers, we don't want to be around you niggers. They wanted sex segregation, right? So the blacks in that community did what you tell your listeners to do all the time, Tim. Use your brain. <laughs> and they did. And guess what? They worked together and obtained a higher living standard and more wealth than the white Democrats who didn't want anything to do with them. And because of that, they said, wait a minute, those niggers aren't supposed to be living like that. We got to do something about that, don't we, don't we, Charlie and Marky? Don't we? Don't we, Billy Bob? Yeah, we sure do. We sure do. Let's go do something about it right here. So they got a, a crop duster uh, airplane, and they also came by foot. And while the black community was asleep, they set fires and just... It was like a massacre. It was not a riot. It was a. Uh, no, you're right. It, it was a, a massacre. A massacre yeah. is the exact correct word. Yes, sir. Yeah. It was a scandalous, cowardly, nighttime massacre. They didn't do it in the, in the in the light of day when the men were awake and all that. No, they were cowardly. So this proves beyond a reasonable doubt the nature of Democrats. They are only in existence to tear down and to make others less uh, successful, less personally responsible, oh, the whole nine yards. They're, and they're only doing to the country what they have already done to the black community. I mean, don't think that it's just relegated to the black community because it's not. Oh, yeah. uh, the black community is not the only target. Uh, you you mentioned earlier. You said specifically the black community's been dumbed down. It's not just the black community, no, it's Ron. About, Everybody. They they see the black community 
was the petri dish was the original petri dish because back if you can go all the way back to the 1920s and i'm i'm going to tell you something in the 1920s before the movie called the birth of a nation came out mm-hmm. racism in america was dying a natural death yeah it really was blacks were doing their thing whites were doing their thing and yeah you had some stuff in the south i mean and those were democrats they are what they are but for the most part, blacks were doing what they do, and the attitudes were really not that bad, and Democrats like Woodrow Wilson recognized that. And something had to be done. And Hollywood said, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Let's create this movie here. And unfortunately, because even as great as black America is and has been, the people stupidly bought the lies of the birth of a nation, and the rest is history. That out of that came the um, the resurgence of the KKK, and just the racist attitudes of the Democrats to totally destroy, um, especially the black male. Well, yeah, you know, I I also think, Ron, that after all that reemergence at that point that it was in the process of dying a natural death again before the election of Barack Hussein Alawakbar Obama <laughs> and and the flames were reignited not because a bunch of white folks were upset that there was this this new fancy talking guy in the White House <laughs> but it was because he brought with him an attitude of we're going to rectify years of injustice this whole Social justice mentality creates the opposite of what they claim the intention is, and sadly, sir, we're going to have to leave things right there because I am out of time for tonight. But, Ron, once again, thank you so much for joining me, and thank you extra for putting in the overtime and hanging out with me for uh, the biggest part of two hours. Well, it's it's a ball. Every time I get to speak with you, Tim, you have a great way about you as a talk show host, and uh, you're not afraid of the truth. The whole truth, nothing but the truth. And uh, hey, it's it's always a good time. All right. Well, as I often say at this point, I look forward to our next uh, engagement. Hopefully by then I will be have worked out all the glitches and be on a different platform. Uh, I've still got a little work to do to get there. Uh, if not, we'll try this again, and uh, I, I'm going to have some conversations with customer service again here a little bit. <laughs> But uh, at any rate, uh, God bless, sir. Keep up the great work, and uh, until we speak again. Absolutely. Godspeed, my friend. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is, of course, Mr. Ron Edwards. You can uh, go visit uh, ronedwards.com, theronedwards.com. You can find him uh, – I believe he's still on Twitter, uh, the handle at theronedwards. Oh, no. I've been no, taken no more? off of Twitter. I've been oh, you, taken – I was you're part, out. Of, you're part of the list. Yeah. Uh, uh, surprisingly, I'm still on over there, but I think it's because I spent almost no time there. <laughs> I really do. And I wasn't spending that much. I uh, a, a week or two ago, I went to go back on Twitter, yeah. and it's as if I've never been on there. I mean, I was not even given one of those you have you've been suspended things. I just couldn't get back on it. You've just been erased. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, more typical leftist. Let's, let's erase. Oh. Yeah, I told you I was right out of time. Uh, All right. I'll, I'll, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll be gone. 
not a problem. So I, I appreciate it. I'm glad you updated me too because I would hate to send people looking for you over there. So thank you. All right. Uh, again. Uh, bye, sir. Uh, be sure to go check out Ron Edwards uh, on YouTube, though, uh, for as long as they'll uh, let him continue. And remember, whatever else, don't take my word for not one little bit of what you've heard. Go check it out for yourself. Put in a little time, a little effort. But most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, stay healthy, uh, stay safe, and uh, you know, uh, be smart out there, even if it goes against your nature. I'm out for now. I'll be back later this week, maybe over on Spreaker instead. We'll see what happens. Uh, look for me there. Uh, Going to be doing the regular time, so, so if you catch this and you're a regular BTR listener, uh, look for me on Spreaker. I'm over there more, and I'm hoping to move permanent. Uh, see you later this week. I'm out for now.
hell.